0: Hello and welcome to another episode of 177 nations of Tasmania, Tashkent, Uzbekistan. Names that evoke an exotic, faraway place on the Silk Road, and one that few Tasmanians would know anything about. So it may be a surprise to find that we have a couple of Uzbeks, actually the same family, living in Hobart, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of them, Adeli. Now, Uzbekistan was formerly part of the Soviet Union, uh, the most populous of four Central Asian republics to gain independence in the early 1990s. Although strongly influenced by Russia, Uzbeks are very proud of their own culture, and it's a place that's also renowned for its cuisine, about which you will hear more from Adeli. Now, Adeli arrived in Hobart shortly before the international border closures. And because of that, she was separated from her husband for two years. Uh, originally, she came here to study. And in the meantime, she started a successful nail business, providing a different kind of treatment to what's normally offered in Tasmania. But to hear more about that, please listen on.
1: So my name is Adelia Biketova, and I i am from Uzbekistan, Tashkent, and I Came uh, to Tasmania almost three years ago, exact before the COVID restrictions, and I was doing Diploma of Accounting, and now now I'm doing Diploma of Management and Leadership in TasTAFE.
0: And what, what was the original reason that you came to Tasmania?
1: Uh, so my brother, he lives in Australia for 10 years almost, and he um, advised me to come here and to have a look what uh what is the country australia and um maybe i can try myself to live here and to see uh something new
0: mhm and what did he tell you about tasmania
1: uh he told me that tasmania is very similar to um, to our uh country Especially, uh, we have very, very famous place um, near the Tashkent. It's um, one of the part of Tenshine Mountains. We call it uh, Chimgan. Mm-hmm. And the nature is very similar Okay. to that place, yes. Uh, he told me that it's uh, the most green, I think, place in Australia and here I can find some incredible views and I found them, really, Mm -hmm. because you know that even every morning when I wake up, I can see a miracle Mm -hmm. because uh, the sun rising, yes, Mm -hmm. and the sunsets, they're amazing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I do not mention, I I do not speak about the other places. So, and I, for example, I fell in love with um, beaches, Mm-hmm. and with the huge waves and it's a really very very incredible view
0: yeah and i guess one thing people should probably know about uzbekistan is it's very landlocked country isn't it there's no coast
1: no we don't have coasts and it's very unusual for me to have a to see the sea every mm-hmm. day <laughs> yeah yeah uh, not see ocean yes uh and uh my country is situated in this uh, in the middle of the Central Asia yeah. and we have very uh, hot summer and uh, not very but quite um, chilly uh, winter time mm. so we can have minus up to minus 12 or up to minus 15 yes and in the summertime we especially we have uh, 40 days of Chile it's the most hot hottest day the most hottest day yes of the year and the temperature can rise up to 55 degrees Mm. when you first arrived
0: here what were your sort of first impressions or first feelings
1: you know that i I didn't realize anything because it was uh, my first experience uh, to leave my country and to live somewhere else. And in this case, I of course, I realized that people, that all people are very polite here Mm -hmm. and everybody, even some strangers can say hello Mm -hmm. and can smile you. So in my uh, culture, it's hardly to find some strangers who can smile you without any okay. reason yes so and it was very unusual for me uh, moreover i found here that it's very tasty food okay yes it's a, an unusual tasty food really because you know that uh, i had some burgers uh, at my country whereas for example in russia when i have been there but they are completely different Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know why. Maybe because of the sources. Maybe because of the feelings, some special feelings. I don't know.
0: <laughs> what were some of the things that you, um, maybe some of the challenges that you had to adapt to initially?
1: Unfortunately, I told uh, before that I came here exactly bef- before the cr- uh, coronavirus restrictions yep. and my husband, he stuck uh, in my country, because of the borders, mm. and we didn't see each other uh for two years, yeah, yes, and uh it was very challenging for me because uh you know that even I didn't want to stay here, and I wanted to go back just because of my husband, yes, but um, after two years, um we met, yeah. and uh we came here. Together and we live together here, and um, actually, you know that I love my country very well, very much, and I want to go there uh, because you know that there are a lot of my friends and uh, there are a lot, of, there are a lot of my family members and uh, nearest and dearest, and I very feel homesickness. I think yes, mm-hmm. and you know that, that the the dishes which I get to you used to eat. And you know that I now I have some uh, controversial feelings. I mean that contradiction. Contra-
0: oh, sorry. okay, yeah, yeah, contradictory feelings, sort of um, mixed feelings. Mixed
1: feelings, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, mixed feelings. I don't. I want to go, but I fell in love uh, with Tasmania.
0: Oh, okay. So you're in. A, it's a bit of a dilemma. I Yes. Guess. Yeah. So how did, how did you um. I think a lot of people experience homesickness. How did you try to cope with that feeling?
1: Uh, well, first of all, uh, I was—I'm so happy that I had uh, uh, my brother's family in Tasmania, and we lived together. And they—they they didn't let me concentrate on this problem. I mean that uh, they tried to. Uh, in uh, they try they try to you know show me some uh, new places and they provided me with some tasty foods and you know that I didn't concentrate on this problem I mean for the whole time
0: but I was thinking in terms of your 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 brother's family and so on whether they kept up some of the traditions that they had from, or, or from Uzbekistan yes
1: of course so my brother he very good in preparation of plov oh,
0: yeah. uh, I, I had plov so much okay, when I yeah. lived in Russia
1: <laughs> yes uh, maybe
0: explain what that is
1: plov is a national food uh, contains uh, rice carrot meat onion uh, garlic uh,
0: and it's usually is it usually lamb the meat? yes
1: yes usually lamb but you can pr- uh, prepare it with the beef it's not a very big yeah. problem and it's very oily and very tasty i like it and it's you know that if you for example so in my in, in our tradition so when people celebrate some very huge celebrations such as bedding or funerals uh they provide this plough for everybody in the morning Mm. Even in, in the 7 a.m. or 6 a.m., you can go. Oh, really? Yes, you can go with the invitation, and you can eat this plough. And you know that it's very it's very, very oily, how I said, yes. And uh, if you try it in the morning, it will be enough for you for all day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very it's very hearty. It's good um, comfort food in a yeah. way. And I remember seeing in the market... Um, the way they cook plov is in this huge big
1: yes. dish yes in a huge big dish we call we call it uh, kazan mm-hmm. and uh it's a round uh, special dish which uh, have to uh, have been put on the open fire as well yes and you have to fry the piece of meat with the onion after you can you have to put it uh, some rices and you know everything and yeah and moreover we have a special bread we call it lipershka mm-hmm. and uh, uh the main secret of this preparation is the m- oven m- which is made from the mud okay so, yes you have to keep you have to put this uh piece of uh, this bread yep. to the on 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 the side of this oven,
0: uh-huh. yeah,
1: and after when when it when it is prepared, you have to just take it away. And okay. It. But uh, it's impossible to prepare here because we don't have um, oven, mud oven, of course. It's obvious. It. Yes, and um, I, know,
0: I know br- some people have built their own in the y- backyard. Y- yes,
1: yes. But my brother, he just uses a normal oven. Okay. He just put this liposhka. On the on the metallic leaf, and it's almost the same, mm-hmm. yes, but not the same as in my country, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, every, for, for so we try to celebrate both uh, celebrations in Australia an Australian celebration and Australian celebrations and Uzbek celebrations. So, uh, for example, for such kind of, for example, we have a Haid. It's a Muslim. A religion celebration, and he prepared uh, the plot for high uh, for this day. Yes, and for example, if we celebrate Independence Day,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: he prepared shashlik. Shashlik, oh, it's okay. a, yes, it's a, like a barbecue prepared barbecue meat uh, on the special S- straw skewers. Skewers, yes. No. So and we use uh, uh, not barbecue like uh, round barbecues. We, we use special square barbec- barbecues. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And the fire like is opened on the open fire. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I think people here would know. It's it's similar to what we would call shish kebab. People are yeah. probably familiar with, familiar with
1: it, yeah. and we, uh, you know, that um, it's very popular in in my country. The American dish, it's hot dog. Okay. <laughs> yes, and we prepared our Uzbek hot dog. We, oh, really? Yes, we just take the lipershka, put inside the shashlik and onion, and we just uh, put it in twice.
0: Ah. So okay. and
1: this is Uzbek hot dog.
0: <laughs> okay, so you be your brothers able to cook that. Those kind of dishes here
1: he tries, yes, he tries to he tries to show their daughter uh, to his daughters uh, that uh, we have uh, our own uh traditions and our own cuisine, and uh, they know this cuisine and they like it very much, especially yeah. of course they like uh, uh, fish and chips as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you know that I have never found Uzbek people in Tasmania, yeah, so we have a very huge community in Adelaide and in Brisbane and probably in Sydney, I don't know but here I have never met before Uzbek people except my brother's family <laughs> yeah so in this case, it's very difficult to gather together so and we try to we try to celebrate all Uzbek uh, national like celebrations together inside of my family i mean
0: but what would be in, in uzbekistan what would be the biggest things that you would celebrate normally
1: uh it's navrus
0: oh, okay like in iran yeah
1: yes uh we celebrated into tw- it uh in 21st of march yep. it's like um the beginning of the spring that nature starts like um wake up after a winter time and there are a lot of flowers on the um, apricot trees Mm -hmm. and on cherry trees, yes. And so we have a holiday on this day and people try to go outside and spend a lot of time outside because basically the weather is very good Mm -hmm. after these days. So, and before 21st of March, we do not have very, you know, very warm days. So after, so, and especially on on this day, Uh, we have very very good weather I don't know why (laughs) it just happens and that's it so I remembered I want to add regarding to Navrus Mm
2: -hmm. can I? Yep, please.
1: so uh, it's a very important thing I don't know why I forgot about it (laughs) but on the eve in the eve of the Navrus um, women they gathered together uh, near the very very big Kazan and they prepared special dish sumalak and uh, this is um, it's made from from wheat and they have to boil this wheat for 24 hours okay yes and they spend they spend all day and all night together with the dancing with the songs with everything and uh, they put inside of this kazan small stones Mm-hmm. And this is for luck. And after, when the dish is prepared, you have to give these uh, like, portions to all of your uh, family members, to all of your friends, to all of your neighbors, to everybody. Try to give it for everybody, yes. And if somebody find the small... A piece of um, stone inside of their portion his or she's portion uh-huh. so it will be for good luck okay you know that it's not completely liquid as a water it's something no. between sour cream
0: mm-hmm. the, uh,
1: between jam and sour cream something in the oh middle. okay
0: so a bit like a, yeah okay gotcha. like a kind of paste type thing
1: Kind of paste yet, maybe, and uh, especially they put into the special mugs and uh, not mugs but paper glasses, some paper cups. Paper cups, sorry, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it, but my husband he uh, loves the Sumalak, and my mom she loves Sumalak, but I don't like it. <laughs> So, I, I'm from the uh, capital of Uzbekistan, Tashkent mm-hmm. city, and um, we are oriental country, but not completely, because we have oriental customs and we have some European customs as well. So And um, I was growing with a lot of friends, uh, and we spent a lot of time outside. Mm-hmm. So, you know that the modern children, they try to spend their time with gadgets, but it's mm-hmm. it's not for my uh, childhood, for sure. And I spend a lot of time outside, and my mom, she told me every time that all girls, they have to finish music classes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And I finished uh, musical school, and after I went to the musical college. Yes and after I didn't want to continue this kind of education and I choose, and I have chosen and I got the bachelor degree in uh, Arabic language okay. uh, Arabic language yeah, okay. and literature. So and um I cannot say that I have I had the completely different uh upbringing as for example people get yes get upbringing here. And um, I cannot find the very, very huge differences between um, my friends who live in Australia or who, who um, born was born in Australia. You know that the differences between are only because we saw the different movies, mm-hmm. we saw different, uh, we heard different uh, songs. Yeah, and that's it.
0: Yeah. And did you grow up in the independent Uzbekistan?
1: I was born in Soviet Union period. Yes, I was born in ni- in 1988. Uh but I didn't remember I do not remember this time of course. And I was growing in independent time and I remember for all of my time uh, all of my life I remember how we celebrate Navruz. Uh, Independence Day because it's very very huge celebration as well and uh, it's um, every first of September and it's quite warm outside and we can spend a lot of time uh, on the air yes and I remember how we celebrate the day of our Constitution Constitution, yes and at these uh, at 9 of December And I remember how, for example, in my school, uh, we draw the flag, national flag, national uh, signs, and, uh, and we are very proud of our country, really, because you know that our people are very polite and very hospitable, and the dish is very tasty, and the fruits and vegetables are very... Tasty as well, and you know, I I think that you cannot find anywhere, but in my country such kind of uh, fruits and vegetables. They are very fresh and very tasty. Especially, I found them in a, in a Tasmania. Mm-hmm. You know that, ah uh, yes, and I love my country very much, and I'm waiting for my holidays when I can go <laughs> there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you about the music education. Yeah. Well, what what um, what kind of music did you study? Did you do? So uh,
1: I finished musical school uh, with the piano classes, and after I went to the musical college, uh, I finished singing. Yes. All right. And um, after I decided that it's not uh, enough for me, I do not want I I do not want to continue music uh, classes and I wanted to get some other education because you know that I try to find myself every area and yes and by the way uh, regards to my education I found the rock band where I played on the keyboards yes more than for five years okay and we were we were very famous uh, (laughs) among the People from um, f- among the Uzbek people, yeah. Okay. Who found who uh, like uh, who found of uh, rock music, of course.
0: Yeah, I'll say. So you're a rock keyboardist. Yes. <laughs> but what made you decide to change?
1: Um. Actually, I don't know. I just tried to find myself because you know that I, I think that I, I thought that I can find something more interesting for me okay yes and after when I finished when I uh, graduated university I started to work as an accounting so I I was not head of accountant of course I was like a, a ju- I, I was on a junior position but it was very interesting for me to to work with the numbers with the paper yes and I spent 10 years there okay. and after I decided I need to get the education in this field and that's why I came here and get get my got my diploma of accounting
0: and uh, how was it to study in uh, for you to then study in a foreign country like here?
1: oh yeah it's uh, it was and it is very difficult <laughs> because you know you have to because you have to express or you or all your thoughts in english Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's very difficult to explain in Russian language, yeah. but in English it's very difficult for me. And uh, when I came here, I, before, I spent more than five years for, to learn uh, English. And I thought that I know English very well. And I <laughs> thought that when I came here, I, will un- I would understand everybody. But when <laughs> I came, I didn't understand anybody. So you studied
0: accounting here, but in between you said you'd studied Arabic language and literature.
1: Uh, Yes, I got the um, bachelor degree uh, and I was studying during the period from 2006 and 2010. Uh, It was like I, I went there exactly after college time because you know that it's uh, I think it's a very common thing that when you finish the school or college, you have to go uh, in, to the university. It's very common, yes. Yeah. So in this case, I went and I finished, and I understand that it's not mine. I don't want yeah. to be uh, like a, uh, I don't want to be a teacher or something like this. And I went to the construction company to work in accounting department it was like financial department and I was a junior I had a junior position I I helped to accountant to uh, but when I came here and I had a diploma of accounting I had a certificate 3 and 4 and bookkeeping and after diploma of accounting and I understand that I did everything uh, what they explained me there but I did it like um, because my accountant she told me to do this, but, mm-hmm. and I didn't, and I I did it without any thoughts. I just did, yeah, and that's okay. it. And now here, uh, the teachers explain me why I have to do it, and how. Yeah, it's very interesting. I remember this very funny situation. Our teacher explained us the taxation, and he told us that some things. Uh, we do not do not put under the taxation law so we can Mm -hmm. um, buy it without any taxes and he told us some kind of things and he told us the word spot and i tried to find this word in in the dictionary and it was special tool for digging and i thought it's very strange why it's on it's not under taxation it's it's not like a vital thing it's Uh just a tool and i asked mr henry can you tell me please why the spot is under the not it's uh like exception of that yes and he told me like because it's a product because we can eat it Uh and i thought oh my god what's going on and i told how we can eat spot and he told me oh no this is potato <laughs> and i thought okay <laughs> very yeah, interesting yeah, yeah.
0: and uh i understand you've been doing some work here as well
1: uh well yes i'm nail technician in the salon so i ran the corner in the salon of the central in the center of Hobart, yes. And i quite popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I have a lot of uh, clients and I'm very busy every day. Moreover, I do some bookkeeping for for local company.
0: Okay. So, how did you get the job doing the nails? How did that come about?
1: Well, you know that I finished nail courses in 2018 just for fun. Okay. Just because I liked it, and I like to watch the uh, some videos related to uh, nails, some photos, and I like everything with, uh, with the nails. So when I came here, uh, I realized that unfortunately I cannot find, I couldn't find here a very very good nail technician mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know why they do not do manicure as uh, I get used to have
0: okay I you
1: know and uh, I just I, I thought maybe I can try myself and maybe I can be popular and when I tried yes uh, my first client they were Russian speaking ladies okay and they told me like thanks God <laughs> now we can do Russian manicure right like, yeah so su- such kind of yes and uh, now I'm so happy that people even English speaking People they see the difference mm-hmm. between my nails and others, yes and they uh, come to me every four weeks I think, and they are very happy Yeah. so and you know that I realized that ah uh, it's so nice to see uh, that people happy with some mm-hmm. tiny things with the nails it's not very huge something right yeah. but it makes me it, it makes me to provide some tiny part of happy, of happiness, yes, yeah. to people. It's yeah. nice.
0: So what's different about the way you do the manicure compared to what?
1: Uh, well, I prepare uh, the nail and I prepare the cuticle zone in a different way. And I cut it in a different way. And uh, here, people, I don't know why they do not pre- prefer to cut the cuticles on, but it's very vital because it makes your nails, I think, more neat,
2: mm-hmm.
1: more accurate. Uh, it looks, um, yes, it looks neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I apply the color very, very close to cuticle, and it's very difficult to find the the border between, you know, between the nail and between the application and uh, it helps me uh, to keep the nails for two weeks longer so because they start to grow and you cannot f- uh it's not the visible border you mm-hmm. cannot find this visible border between your natural nail and artificial moreover i spend more time for uh, manicure treatment i spent approximately two hours in um, shopping malls, people do not spend a lot of time. They just do manicure for thirty minutes. But you know that it's a different, I think, field because some people do not. Uh, some people uh, do not have enough time. Yeah. So and in this case, maybe it's okay, and that's why it's very popular here. Maybe just because of the time. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you could be right. But it sounds like you've sort of got a found a bit of a niche niche market
1: you know that uh one one girl she told me like uh the people from it was very you know that so it was like a pleasure because uh she told me like um the girls from uh, from shop malls they are like a fast food Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you are like a restaurant and i thought okay thank you (laughs)
0: But what might be an example of a custom here that people from Uzbekistan might find surprising or
1: strange? So that people can start to talk to you on the street without any reason, even they do not know you. For example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's okay. It doesn't mean that somebody wants to steal something or <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. they just want to communicate. And uh, it's okay that the neighbors. Will spend some time with you. I mean that they can speak, they can ask you anything, and and you know that everybody do not rush. They everybody doesn't rush. Yeah. yeah. And for example, if you stay in the queue in the grocery shop, uh, first in, at, at the first time I was nervous because it's too long and a cashier can speak to the customer with uh, with some different themes you know that how are you going what do you want oh you know that something happened with me yesterday or some. and uh, are you <laughs> is it okay <laughs> we're staying here and we're waiting for you but it's mm-hmm. not but nobody but nobody says like please uh could you please be faster or something no it's okay and everybody is waiting for yeah for the people very good thing to be too much polite of course you you should be polite but not too much for example it's very interesting uh when i went to the grocery shop with my brother he uh we went to the cashier and the girl asked him how do you want to pay by card or cash mm-hmm. and he told her card please and i told him why do you say please you pay money <laughs> you she, she has to say you please why you he told me like because it's a tradition you have to say every time please and i say okay and now i use this word every time because it's like automatically i do not think about it and my husband now asks me why do you say please <laughs> you pay your, the money <laughs> and you know that my teacher uh, uh, in tase uh, he tells me every time that i'm too direct and you know that they uh, put the marks on the, uh, like in front of my assessment for example and she's too direct <laughs>
0: But it's not always a bad thing either, you know. Sometimes it. Um...
1: Yes, and you know that uh, due to my directness, yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot understand people what they, that uh, what does what do they mean? For example, yeah, uh, if so, I tried to sell the shelf the small shelf Mm. and one girl she sent me message like I want to buy this shelf and I told her the price and I told the height and the depth and everything the measurements Mm. and she told me no worries and that's it and I thought what does it mean what does it mean no worries is it mean that okay I'm fine and I will buy it or it means no I don't want to buy it
0: actually that's that's fair because I wouldn't understand what that meant either it's not clear at all
1: yes and i went to my brother and asked what does it mean <laughs> and he told me she will not buy your shelf and that's it <laughs> I'll-